tuning in again to Organic Matters. If you've listened to the first two parts of the show, I mostly talked about uh, vegetables and planting and the things that this show is a lot about. But it's just like the third week of June. It's not even the third. It's the second week of June, the end of the second week. We're looking at at least four or five days ahead right here where I am in Central Texas of over 100. Uh, they gave me a forecast earlier today that heat index just north of Houston, Texas is going to be 100. And 11. So let's talk a little bit about heat. Let's talk about the actual symptoms and things for uh, understanding heat exhaustion. It's not kind of not my show, but it is. Folks, us gardeners, people that are out there, and we're doing things every day outside, and we uh, need to be aware of this. I'm getting up there in years, and I sure need to be more careful from now than I sh- when I was a dozen years ago to begin with. Heat exhaustion occurs when your body overheats in response to external factors, obviously, like high temperature. Heat exhaustion can happen to anybody. It's common in athletes, particularly those who exercise outdoor during extreme summer weather. It also occurs if you're in a hot car or another indoor area that isn't air-conditioned. Babies, small children, and older adults are far more susceptible. Heat exhaustion is less severe than heat stroke, but can lead to this more dangerous condition if it's not taken care of. Let's first talk about some obvious symptoms. Symptoms of heat exhaustion come, come on really suddenly without, you won't even know it till it's there. Or it can creep up on you gradually if you watch your, your, your body. You may have one or several of the symptoms, but let's talk about them. One that, that you may not notice unless you're really up on it is that you have a drop in blood pressure if you're doing anything such as moving from a sitting or standing position and that will immediately make you feel dizzy or lightheaded so let's put dizziness at the top it may make you nauseous when you get dizzy you lose your balance nausea is next you're just kind of feeling faint or having this sense that you're maybe going to fall down or block out sweating profusely from a lot of areas of your body you don't sweat from normally Moist, cool, or cold skin, sounds backwards, coupled with goosebumps, even in extreme heat, is an obvious example you're in, in stress. A pulse rate that becomes weak or, on the other end, it accelerates. Of course, a headache, and, and many people, or some people, are really some real muscle cramping. Just as an aside, heat exhaustion versus heat stroke. Heat stroke's even more serious than heat exhaustion. Heat exhaustion can quickly turn into heat stroke if untreated. Symptoms of actual heat stroke include uh, severe headaches, uh, instantly much higher than normal body temperature, over 104 is usually scary. Of course, the people that get that high are going to be disoriented, so disorientation, confusion. And some people, and I've seen this in people I worked in the fields with, bright red, flushed-looking skin. And the skin may also become parched or dry or on the other end. To some, feel moist to the touch. Your heart may start to race. Seizures and coma may occur. Heat stroke is a medical emergency that requires immediate medical attention as soon as possible. Of course, dehydration comes in. Dehydration occurs alongside with heat exhaustion. If you have heat exhaustion, you probably also are becoming dehydrated. Dehydration symptoms differ in babies, children, and adults. In babies, symptoms can include um, crying without tears, sunken eyes, um, 
going more than two or three hours without urinating, deliciousness. And interestingly, in really young babies, that little sunken soft spot, there's a soft spot area in the top of their head, and if that's denting in, something to really be alert for. Older children and the adults, dehydration is typically identified by extreme thirst and urine that is dark, really dark in color. Fatigue, confusion, and dizziness may also occur. As a general statement, heat exhaustion can occur if your body temperature increases and you're not able to cool yourself down quickly enough. This may happen in high temperatures, such as those experienced now, 100 degree summer months. High humidity combined with high temperatures also increases the risk for heat exhaustion. Another common cause of heat exhaustion is sitting in a hot car with no air conditioning. Duh. Intense physical activity performed in heat and humidity is a, still another common cause, especially for people, again, that exercise in the hot summer months. And it should go without saying, dehydration can also increase your risk of hot heat exhaustion. That's why it's important to stay hydrated, especially on these 100 plus days. A lot of people don't realize that you can also develop heat exhaustion if you're in a really hot environment for several days without a break in temperature. Over time, your body temperature can just get too high, and that'll lead you into a, a, a heat exhaustion situation. You, you kind of really increase your risk for heat exhaustion if you have a physical job that requires strenuous activities or wearing heavy protective clothing in already hot environments, participate in strenuous sports outside in the heat, like long distance running, and I can't forget this one because of my age. If you're uh, 65 years and older, it's a big problem. If you're obese, and by all means, if you have a bad sunburn, that really dehydrates your body. Taking certain medications such as diuretics, beta blockers, and antihistamines actually increase your chances of having heat exhaustion. So what if you feel you're having heat exhaustion? Well, first of all, don't want to stop whatever the hell it is you're doing. Cool your body down by moving to a shady area or an air-conditioned spot. Drink water or a beverage with electrolyte. As far as I know, Gatorade, even though they've got a bunch of junk in it now, still has electrolytes in it. And if possible, have someone else bring you a drink while you rest. The more you move, the less you're able to get it in control. If you're wearing tight, confining clothes, loosen them or remove them. Of course, get out all of heavy clothing or accessories if you have them on for any reason. Apply ice packs or towels soaked in cold water to your body, placing these on your forehead, your wrist, the back of your neck, or under your arms can be particularly effective since that's where there's a lot of blood flow. With treatment, full recovery typically occurs in an hour or two. If your symptoms worsen or don't improve, find yourself some medical help as fast as you can. Once you've eliminated all the cause of your heat stroke, your symptoms should start improving. And I just mentioned that if they don't in a few hours, you need to find some medical help. Where, if nowhere else, go to whatever the closest emergency room is if that's possible. If a baby, small child, or older person has heat exhaustion symptoms, they should actually be seen by a medical professional even after the symptoms improve if you can, if you can move them. Especially the way the weather's been in the last decade. Hello to you people that thought climate change didn't exist. You're ostriches. Now you're going to figure it out. You can't change the weather, but there are some things you can do to reduce your risk of heat exhaustion when it's hot outside. Stay in a cool place, obviously. If you don't have an air conditioner at home, find out if there's a cooling center in your area. 
public libraries, malls, and other things, like even moving theaters, are also usually air-conditioned and may provide relief during the hottest parts of the day. Of course, I shouldn't have to say this. Never leave a child, a baby, a car, animal, anything in a hot car, even for just a few minutes. Temperatures in those cars can rise so quickly that you don't even realize it. Of course, wear lightweight and light-colored clothing. You can, you know for sure, dark colors attract and absorb more heat, which increases your body temperature. I always, number one, wear a hat, sun hat, they call it. If you're going to be in the sun, keep the sun off your head and your face. That helps as good as anything is on your body as far as keeping your body temperature normal. Uh, I'm not hot on sunscreens, although there's some safe ones now. I prefer that you wear long-sleeved, very lightweight clothing. I think it's even safer. But yes, there are some good sunburn uh, preventatives out there that are not poisonous like they used to be. They used to be pretty hard on your body. So be careful. But yes, by all means, wear sunscreen if you've got a good one. Of course, stay hydrated. Your body can become dehydrated and you don't even notice. It comes on so slowly. Keep a bottle of water or liquid of some kind with you and drink from it frequently. When it's hot outside, limit outdoor work, of course, to early morning. I'm done for the day right now. It's about 12 or 1 o'clock. Uh, and also you could work after dark or at dusk. And if you really want to work out, and I did this for years. Now I'm so remote it's hard to get to. I joined, I joined a gym. I did my what used to be my hot outdoor work outs now indoors and don't forget i'm not a very strong swimmer anymore mind you but swimming is just a great way to exercise when it's hot and a good way to regulate your body temperature we'll talk just a minute about a thing called heat emergencies one of the starting things a heat emergency is almost always heat cramps in the first stage they usually happen when you're physically active in the heat they also can concern uh, actually can occur even if you haven't been really active Heat cramps are especially likely in us old folks, me, small children, and especially in overweight people. And people have, of course, <laughs> been out in 100 degree weather drinking alcohol, folks. Not probably a very good idea if you're, not, if you're drinking very much of it. Muscle pain and tightness are symptoms of heat cramps. In addition to the cramps, you're gonna, you may uh, experience dizziness, confusion, back to the fast rate of heart, fast rate of breathing, Irritability, you'll be very kind of unhappy with yourself. Extreme thirst in later stages, nausea and vomiting, heavy sweating, and eventually fainting. If you're actually going into heat stroke, in addition to the symptoms of heat exhaustion, your body temperature is going to be 104 or greater. You're going to be irrational or maybe even have hallucinations. Total confusion, rapid, shallow breathing, Rapid, weak pulse. You could go into seizures. A lot of people, unfortunately, go loss of consciousness and dry skin or cold, moist skin. That's what's kind of weird. Well, let's take just a minute or two before I run out of time to let you know a few things you can do to get that body heat down quickly and relatively safely. Cold foot bath. A bucket with ice water in it or at least very cold water. Immerse your feet, you know, up to your knees if you could, but certainly your feet and soak in it. Take a minute out if it gets too cold for 10 or 15 minutes. If you've got some uh, essential oils around, you can even add them, especially things like peppermint, make your body cool faster, believe it or not. Here's a strange one that I learned when I was in Central America. A lot of people drink coconut water. They carry it with them instead of just water. The vitamins, minerals, and electrolytes in coconut water make it really 
real effective way to rehydrate and re-energize your body when you're in heat stress. Well, incidentally, coconut water has a lot of benefits we'll talk about on another show. One or two more other natural remedies. One is aloe vera. It's got an alcohol-like effect on your skin and really helps cool it, more especially if you can take the leaves and put them in the fridge for a little bit. And also, most people don't realize, aloe vera could even help taken internally. You just take a tablespoon or two, at the most, of fresh aloe vera gel, which you can either get or buy, and in a cup of water. And it really, really um, helps cool things down. Another one that we may have more available than aloe vera is buttermilk because of its probiotics that it's loaded with in minerals it really does help to cool your body from the inside about as fast or faster than anything you can even add a little yogurt to it just for the flavor or whatever but it's very very helpful and finally before we run out of time you're gonna love this one chili even though eating spicy food can make you feel warm it can also help to lower your body temperature the reason is the capsaicin in, in the chilies sends messages to your brain to, to the signal your body that it's overheated. That's why you kind of, it's funny that we want to eat hot things, but we do. This causes you to sweat more than normal. It helps to bring down your body temperature even faster. Hope you took time to listen to this. In the next week, it could be important. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matters.